Ah, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Tadrice Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can help get you into the best shape of your life empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. If you are taking up running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as we also will inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Head over to our website and take us up on our seven day keeping it real health challenge. With that, you will be added to our Facebook accountability group for free for seven days. Seven days can change your life. Remember, The thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Hey, welcome to another week of the show. Thank you so much for listening, for joining. This is episode 40, okay? 40 straight weeks of bringing content that I hope has been able to help and inspire you. We are starting to get some responses of people saying, I love the interviews, and I really, really appreciate that. If you guys are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the episode. We would love to be able to, by doing that, guys, it helps other people that is searching for podcasts to listen to for education, for changing their life, it helps us get found. And so we really would appreciate if you guys can leave us a good review, rate the episode by giving us three stars, five stars. Of course, we look for five stars. But if you happen to give us a three, let us know why you don't like it. I, I can uh, handle the feedback and when it comes to that as well. But in this week's episode, we're going to interview Nicole Parker. This is part two of weight loss surgery and running. That's right. This episode is actually called Weight Loss Surgery and Hit Training. When a person have had has had weight loss surgery, that is just the beginning of the journey. As if you listen to last week's episode, episode 39, okay? We had Nicole Rowe on. A mother of two, single mother of two. Her best friend, Kristen, invited her to join a run club. Nicole thought that she was crazy. We're nowhere near runners. But at the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You program, we teach an easy method into running. We make running enjoyable, not as hard on your body. We implemented the run-walk-run system. Uh, Me, myself, back in 2015, and I started teaching it to one of my clients in 2018 and Chris Ballard, her story has just revolutionized our program. And so in 2019, so many members started to want to learn it. And I've been teaching it and we teach people online. I've helped Danielle Selesey. You can go back to her podcast episode. Let me see what episode Danielle was in. And I know it was back in October, guys. Um, So I don't see it right here. Actually, episode 24. All right. Determined commitment and discipline with Danielle Selsey, how she ran the Chicago Marathon using our easy techniques. And so Nicole and Kristen came out. In the last four months, they've gone on to lose almost 70 pounds as a whole. But before Nicole Rose started her her journey with us in the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You program, um, she's had the gastric bypass surgery. Now, you guys may have heard me, listeners of our show, and I must say it for those that is listening to this episode for the first time. One of the things that got me started in health coaching in the first place is my lovely wife, Nicole, who we will be talking to today. She has had the gastric bypass surgery. Um, She had got down to a certain point and wanted to lose an extra 20 pounds. So I said at the time there was a nutrition club in our area that I heard about on the radio. And I said, 
I want to sell these nutrition products to help people lose weight. Why don't I do that as a business? And then we'll use the products for you to get that extra 20 pounds down. But, and we did, we jumped on there. She, she lost the extra 20 pounds that she was looking to lose. 2013 was a big year for us. Our son, my oldest son got married. Uh, Nicole was looking fantastic in that black dress, getting her dance on. I'm going to put pictures into the, um, into the blog post when we write this and, and launch it. You'll see the picture of her dancing with our son. It was absolutely incredible. The, the mother-son son dance was just phenomenal. They did. It wasn't just a slow dance. It was like straight up uh, Bruno Mars type breakout routine. You probably can find that on YouTube. It was, it was awesome. And so Nicole works her butt off to get to that point, you know, um, staying focused on the, on the diet. See, when a person has weight loss surgery, again, as I was alluding to earlier, that's only the beginning. You have to do things to set yourself up for the long term because a person can put weight back on. We've actually later on in the show, we're going to go through six benefits of having the weight loss surgery. But we're going to talk to Nicole as to how she's been able to keep the weight off because some people end up putting the weight back on. Before we introduce our guest, who I've been trying to get on the podcast for a while, but she's not into these types of videos and these types of things. She's very low key, you know, likes to likes to um, do her business in the closet, as it were. I'm going to bring her out the closet. (laughs) I'm just going to ask her to not share all my dirty laundry if I promise not to share hers. What do you think, Nick? I don't have dirty laundry. <laughs> so, I clean it every other day. So before we, before we actually talk to Nicole, I just wanted to put out two things. This week has started a new 12-week program for anyone that would like to run a 5K. We had an amazing kickoff meeting. We had on Saturday, we had about four new local members join. They're excited for the next 12 weeks. They're go- that is going to lead them to their first 5K, which is our 5K, called the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You 5K, which helps disabled children in our area play baseball. The organization that we help put money towards is the South Jersey Field of Dreams. It's an amazing organization. For those that's listening that is not living in New Jersey and you like to travel for races, we're only... 10 minutes from the beach in Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's a great place that you can come visit, meet us in person, run with our team, and have a nice day. May 30th, it's going to be pretty warm out. It's March right now. The sun is shining. It's feeling good already. Okay? So I wanted to put that out there to you. For those that are interested in some online coaching and accountability, look into the show notes. Our accountability group is on there. Also, our online training program for those that need more attention and would like to help running a 5K, half marathon, or even a marathon. We got you, okay? Also, to March 7th, no, March 7th was Saturday. I apologize. March 10th, Tuesday, starts a new seven-day challenge, all right? The seven-day challenge can change your life. Kristen, Nicole, they started off with the seven day challenge. If you go back to to our Jamie Burke, she went on. She took a seven day challenge and parlayed that into a 50 pound weight loss in 2019. Jump on the seven day challenge. As a matter of fact, they, they run from Tuesdays to Tuesdays. But however, if you're listening to this episode on Thursday, reach out to us, fill out the contact form. We can start your own seven day challenge starting on a Thursday to Thursday. It doesn't matter. We've given out monthly prizes now. And after the seven days, you can subscribe to our ongoing accountability group to help you reach your long-term goals. So with that being said, let's get into today's topic. Nicole, how are you? I thank you so much. Once again, there are some people that I would love to have on the, on the podcast, mm-hmm. but maybe they're, they're too shy, they're nervous. And then once they realize that we're just having a cup of coffee and a conversation, it's not so bad. So how are you today? I'm great, but I don't see my cup of coffee. <laughs> but I'm doing good. You're, you guys don't hear the Starbucks chatter in the back where we usually record our podcast. N- Nikki is a is a sun person, so I had to I had to bring her to her element. We're out in the front yard enjoying the sunlight. How does it feel? I love it. 
Shaylin said that you're like Superman. You need the sun to, to be activated. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I, I love to be in the sun. Vitamin D, good thing for you. So obviously this podcast is talking about the weight loss surgery and we're talking about, uh, you know, I like to bring people into the running world, but you really enjoy HIIT training. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Excuse me, guys, with my voice. We're going to get into that a little bit, but let's tell our listeners, what is it that you do for a living? Because uh, a lot of times people, you know, they have these uh jobs and life getting in the way. So it's hard to find time to work out. It's hard to find time to eat healthy. And so what is it that you do in particular for a living? Well, I'm what uh, Jehovah's Witnesses call a pioneer, which is a full-time minister. Um, That's a full-time thing for me. And then also I am a full-time manager of my household. So that, that you're a domestic engineer? If, for lack of better words, if that's what you want to call it, yes. That's a big time job. Taking care of a house is not easy. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you do laundry every other day. Um, wake up, get the get the the child off to school, and take care of all the things at home. So that's that's a full time job within itself. Oh, and so did you just mumble something? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I take care of our grandkids two days a week so that my daughter in law and can uh, go to work. Listen, I watched them two uh, brats one day, and uh, don't call my baby <laughs> they, brats. They they drove me crazy. I I couldn't believe it. it was hard. It was hard watching both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. So Try uh, get them in and out the car a couple times a day. So how old are they? Well, our grandson is two, and he's beautiful. Now we have a little beauty. He has a little beautiful sister, our first baby girl, Parker, and she is going the twelfth uh, Thursday. Will be five months old. So you're juggling grandkids around a couple of days a week. You, you got your home life that you're trying to take care of. And then you're pioneering doing some volunteer work out in the community uh, full time as well. So how long have you been doing that as far as like, you know, that that pioneer stuff? Um, I've been doing that on and off eight years. I started when I was pregnant with Shaylin, did it for five years after he was born, came off for a little while and I'm back on. So I've been doing that a total of about eight years. Okay. And so uh, once again, our show is going to be focusing on helping men and women who have who have had these um, types of weight loss surgeries to to take up running. But you in particularly love this hit training. Um, what is it and why do you enjoy it? What is hit training? Well, it's training. It's interval training. So you you bring your heart up for maybe a period of time of say like three minutes then you bring it down for like a 30 second break then you bring it back up and then you bring it back down you know you may do three sets of that in a row then you might take like a minute break between and do three sets more it depends but it's it's just basically getting your heart up and then you bringing it down and so guys i i know what hit is i just wanted to say that for, get her perspective of of it her explanation but for those two hit is a, a acronym from for high intensity training interval training yes high intensity interval training and so when we actually go out for speed work on tuesdays when we hit the track and we are purposefully doing speed work that's a form of hit training um, but why do you enjoy it well like you said back in 2013 i got into actually the best shape of my life i've ever been even when I was young, I never was in that shape. And I did HIIT training, a lot of HIIT training, mm. um, with also managing my eating calories and stuff. So to me, it got me in the best shape of my life. And it's just what works out for me. It, it's what works. Where do you go to uh, take up this HIIT training? Uh, my living room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of those gym junkies. So I do cardio training or hit training or weight training I, I do everything at home in my comfort zone as soon as I get up I get it done I'm going to ask you about your schedule later but that that's good so you use what like a uh, some kind of app or yeah I have um beachbody.com that we pay for so I can do any of those videos I want to do insanity happens to be the one I was doing back in 2013 when I did lose the weight and I'm currently doing that again and uh, I feel I feel great. I love I love doing it. Sean T, right? Yes. And it's hard to get up in the morning and say, yeah, I really know. But I know what I feel like afterwards. So I make myself get up and do it. 
Nikki, I remember seeing you do the P90X, too, before Sean T started coming on the scene. You were doing Tony Horton, P90X. Uh, you, you building that strength training. That was good. And in 2013, to be honest with you, um, I tried a, a round of the Insanity. I probably I can never do a six-week program like you, um, but I did four weeks, and I turned in my fastest 5K time because of all the plyometric jumping and things that they have you do. Right, because um, yeah, you you I love you, but you never you never see through with those things, even though I tell you to. What I t- what I tell you about <laughs> my dirty laundry out there? No, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about no, that. No, but um, yeah, because you're see, when you're running, you're working the certain muscles all the time, the same muscles, which is okay. But with that training, interval training, you're using multiple muscles at the same time and muscles that you're not used to using in different ways. So therefore, you perform differently. Yeah. Like, I can't just go out there and run five miles because I do HIIT training, but you can't just come in the house and do 60 minutes of HIIT training without feeling like you're dying. I beg to differ. I could definitely do a 60-minute HIIT training. And don't talk about five miles because you can't even run from, the, from down the block. I, I so so, so we're going to balance this out, guys. We're going to balance See, this out. Laundry. See? See how <laughs> it is? Let me ask you this next question. What do you have against running overall? <laughs> I don't have anything against it. I really don't. Um, I've seen many of the people you've helped that have come to love it. Um, They love what they're doing and it's working for them. I just personally feel for me, it's like painful. Like I I just, me personally don't feel like doing it. Um, And you've always, you've said to me while I'm running, why do you look like you're in pain? Because I am. I I don't enjoy it. It's just not me. I've never been a runner. So to me, it's just more power to the people that you train and do it but it's just the way i work out is the way i work out it works for me yeah and, and what's important to take away from that is that people have to find what works for them you know uh we we get people all the time that says you know can i try the seven day keeping it real challenge if i'm not a runner well absolutely you know one of the first things i might go to is say hey you know if you're not a runner because you have experienced an injury first of all running does not have to be painful that's one of the reasons why we took up the run walk run in the first place so that it, it breaks it up and it's not as painful that's number one and number two you know if you experience an injury in the past you can still do the run walk run or i just encourage you to go for a walk get outdoors and start walking again and now with what nicole is talking about you can still find other activities. Maybe it's Zumba. Maybe it's these beach body workouts. You know what I'm saying? But let me put something out there to everybody. All members of the Keep Common Run to the Best You crew. All people that have picked up this podcast because they enjoy running and they they like wanted to get some tips from this episode. Balance it out. Nicole has her way of working out. I do a lot of running. But what's important for us is that as runners, don't run six, seven days in a row break it up have three key running days maybe you do some uh interval repeats on tuesdays a tempo run on thursdays and a long distance run on the weekend so what do you do monday wednesday friday you throw in one of those beach body workouts or head to the gym and do some do some training at take a class or something because that that as, as if we balance each other out if she does running three days a week and does hit training, she's going to become a better runner. If I, as as a as a runner, experienced runner at myself, if I do want to get better at my five Ks and be faster, because five Ks are hard. People might think, man, I have no stamina to run a half marathon. It's easier sometimes to run a half marathon than to, to than to do a blitz fast five K. Now, for our beginners out there, that five K, you know, that's your first goal. You know, you're not worried about speed. But for someone with experience like myself, maybe Chris Ballard's coming up through the ranks, she's starting to see that running a 5K when you're trying to get a certain time is a challenge. So if you only run three days a week and you you incorporate HIIT training, the running is going to be a lot, a lot easier. Would you agree with that, Nick? Yeah, definitely. Because I, like I said, I, I would take HIIT and I also do weight training also. So you know that you have to do something different you can't keep doing the same thing so what what helped you to let's go back to your your journey the start of your journey what was your wake-up call that made you decide you know what 
maybe I'm going to take this surgery thing that I've been hearing about. Take us back to your journey. What, what, what was that wake-up call for you? Well, um, I've always struggled with, uh, you know, um, confidence, self-confidence and being uh, comfortable in my own skin. I got made fun of for my weight when I was young and, and you know, people would say, adult, you know, you have such a pretty face, you, you know, family, you just, just need to lose some weight. And, you know, it's like that, that really is not encouraging. Um, so my wake up call was I always knew I was heavy at certain times and I would go up and down, work out for three months, you know, eat no carbs, eat one meal a day, do all this crazy diet pills, stuff like that. But it, it never stuck. So when I had Shaylin, this was 2009 and I was driving a bus the year I was pregnant and then the next year. And, you know, after you get done with the bus, you have to do a like a an inspection to make sure everything's okay. And I'm walking up and down the aisles of the, and you know, you got seats on either side and my hips basically were either touching or like very, very little bit of space in between. And I was just always uncomfortable. And I was just like, okay, this is not working. This is not healthy. This is, I just can't do this. You know, I have a little kid. I had three older boys. I, I can't do this anymore. I have to do something that's going to actually start to work. And so what was that final, let's go to this question that I have here. What helped you uh, go ahead and make that decision that surgery was right for you? Because um, I needed help. Like, I looked at it as like a jump start to a journey. Um, I had at least 100 pounds I needed to lose to even just be healthier. And, you know, in no way is it a quick fix. But I knew I needed something to help me get on that line before, you know, because like I said, I had lost weight, gain weight, lost weight, gain weight. And I needed something to get that jump start where I would see results and be motivated, you know, to keep going. And it, the real struggle is not the surgery itself. It's afterwards struggling to keep it off because I see people that do it. And they gain the weight back and even then some. So that's what the real hard part is. You know, Nicole, when we first moved to Galloway and uh, I wanted to kind of get back into like I would go out for my run. And you said that you weren't a runner, but you put your headphones on. You was listening to club music. I turn around. You're doing a dance down the down the Wrangleboro Road. You get that bop boy. Here we go with the I'm like, yo, spring love. Come back to me. Nobody wants to hear you sing on the podcast. That's not what we're here for. Please. So you used to get it in and, and and at the same time I remember Shalene you did you were using beach body before you had the surgery right yeah. mm -hmm. but then we moved to 217 Jimmy Lee's Road and I remember you doing those bus inspections I remember because because I would basically say you don't need surgery all you have to do is work out you, we, we just get the Shalene videos again and you know you just eat right and but then I would see you walk to the mailbox and I would see how uncomfortable you were walking to the mailbox and uh i said you know maybe maybe it is time maybe maybe that is a good move for her you know mm -hmm. um so i appreciate you sharing that that you know again once again sometimes these topics isn't uh easy to drudge up those those thoughts so i really appreciate you sharing that with the listeners today and uh, how much did you lose after surgery and uh, how long did it take it's hard for me to, to estimate exactly, but I'm thinking around six months, um, about 100 pounds. In six months? Yeah, it, it goes quick when you have gastric bypass. That's the whole thing. They, you know, they cut your stomach, make it smaller, reroute your intestines. So it's like a whole, you can't even hardly eat nothing in the beginning. Yeah. And how did that feel to lose that 100 pounds in, in about that amount of time? It felt great. It was amazing. I wouldn't have been able to do that on my own. So it was wonderful. Now, with every setback, every story, you watch a movie, the hero has some kind of setback. They look like they're doing good in the beginning of the movie. In the middle of the movie, there's some kind of setback that seems like it's, over, it's going to be hard for them to overcome. And then by the end of the movie, they, they rise from the ashes. And you mentioned how hard it is. That, like, the easy part is the losing weight after surgery. But the hard part is keeping it off. So have you experienced any setbacks uh, like regaining some weight like you talked about you've seen other people do yeah um that other 20 25 pounds i lost you know 
I got kind of lazy a couple years later. I kept it off for a while, and then, you know, then we had to move, some stress about that, and I just started, like, stress eating, like, donuts and stuff like that, and I gained that weight back. So, you know, I'm not too happy about that, but, you know, I put that back on maybe 10 pounds more than that. I'm not sure, but at least that, that amount there. I didn't go completely back. It was just about 25, maybe 30 pounds. Okay, so when you started that journey and you got the surgery, you lost about 100 pounds and you said you wanted to lose 20 more. So that's when we started the journey together, as it were. And at that time, I was 207 pounds. You know, I I didn't realize my weight had got up. For those that don't know my story, when our son was born, my wife was in pioneer school learning how to be a pioneer out you know, on a regular basis. And she's supposed to be in school and dad is supposed to be taking care of the, the two week year old. Right. Two week year old. Was he only two weeks or was he like a week old? Two weeks. OK, so he was two weeks old. Dad is <laughs> dad. Is, <laughs> dad is supposed to be being a good dad, taking care of the kids so she can focus on her schooling. And I ruptured my patella tendon playing basketball in a driveway, getting super competitive with my older sons. And I did not know that I ballooned up to 217 pounds. And so when you started, you know, when we started in 2013, you wanted to lose that extra 20 pounds. So basically you went on and did that. And so you lost a a total of 120 pounds. And basically what 125 pounds and basically what you're saying is you put you put 25 back on. Mm -hmm. So what was your what is your uh, new wake up call once you realize that you put that extra 25 pounds back on and maybe even 10 more? uh, And uh, what was your new wake up call? Well, um, not trying to be back to that person, you know, that I was, you know, I mean, I, I, I call it like rings of fire that you have to go through to even get the surgery. You have to take, you know, I was denied first. Then a month later about I reapplied and was accepted. And then you have to take all kinds of tests. Like you have to take an EKG for your heart. You have to take a breathing pulmonary test. You have to MRI of the lungs. So they show that you don't have anything on your lungs, no growth. A psychological test to make sure your thinking is kind of changed so that you don't just put the weight back on. And that you pay for yourself, which is about $300. Insurance doesn't even cover that. Then I had to do a sleep study. So, you know, I didn't go through all of that just to go backwards. I didn't want to be the fat girl with the pretty face. And, you know, I just, that's not a confidence builder. And I just, I didn't want to be that person anymore. Why go through all of that just to go backwards? It doesn't make sense. You know, Nikki, you you mentioned something about your son. um, And this is a topic that, like, I didn't ask Nicole Rowe this last week, but working with as many clients as as I have over the last seven years, um, did you have any thoughts like, I don't want to be that mom when I drop my son off that uh, other kids may make fun of because of my weight? Did, did that ever come up to you in your mind at all? Oh, that's a good question. Um, no, actually, I, I don't think I specifically ever thought about that. But um, I will tell you, being the mom that gets dropped off uh, their kids or the mom that takes her grandkids out into the to the sh- stores and, and you tell them it's your grandkids and they don't believe that because of how you look. You look younger when you lose weight. You look like a different person. Um, that always feels good. You know, my, my 23-year-old always says that, you, Mom, you're not like other, other moms like your age. You know, you don't look like them. You don't, you know, act like them. And I'm like, good. You know, I, that's good. That feels good to hear that. So I never thought about that specifically. But, you know, and when you when you had this second wake up call, the one thing that I have been noticing is that when we started introducing the keeping it real process, first, first and foremost, uh, inspired by uh, Whole30, but uh, with Keep Common Run to the Best You, we, we implement a couple of other things like intermittent fasting along with it. And we call it keeping it real. Basically, we keep our nutrition real. We try to avoid the processed foods, the sugars, the grains, the soy, alcohol, legumes, and dairy. We do that for 30 days. Uh, I call it the seven-day challenge because maybe that's too strenuous for you to try for 30 days. But anybody can try it for seven days, and they start to feel difference right away. Um this whole process of looking and feeling younger, uh, being a grandparent and people mistaking them as your kids, 
would you contribute any of that to the new mindset of you keeping the nutrition real now? Yeah, of course. You know, there's a saying, you are what you eat. So, you you know, people that eat a certain way look a certain way. You know, people that don't take care of themselves physically look a certain way, uh, you know, mentally, spiritually, anything. So, of course, what you put in your body helps your body to produce and to work. So, of course, that is always going to be a big thing. And so that that's going to take us. Thank you so much for sharing that. I remember. Do you remember how hard it was for you to even think about trying it, though? You're like, I'm not cutting this out. I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah, I mean, it is hard, you know, but I did do it and I felt great. Has, you know? any, has anyone in the group uh, that you've seen inspired you to to say, well, I guess if they're doing it, let me try it. Yeah, well, a lot of them started doing it. You know, Jamie started doing it and she looks great. You know, Chris started doing it. Um, and even though I may not do like all 30 days straight, like, all, you know, I, I pretty much am sticking to a lot of that now. Yeah. You know, it's I may allow myself a little bit of dairy here or there, but, you know, I'm not eating a lot of sh- sugars or grains or any of that stuff. So for the most part, I'm, I'm eating that way anyway. I'm proud of you. I've been watching you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that mm-hmm for? No, we won't get into that. (laughs) So here we go, guys. Uh, We're going to take a commercial break. Um, We're going to take a break and we're going to tell people about Thrive Markets. Um, Nicole, before before we uh, share that commercial about Thrive Markets, is there anything in particular that you like to order when we put in our Thrive order? That's kind of hard because I don't even really know all the things that they have, but I do enjoy the dressings and the condiments, you know, so food isn't boring. You can, you know, make egg salad with still having the mayo and stuff because it's compliant. So it's it's good in those areas that you can actually still eat food with the flavoring that you like, but it's compliant. Yeah, and, and and what she's talking about with these salad dressings and stuff like that that has all these different added sugars and chemicals that we can't pronounce, the stuff that we order... Um, they when she when she says compliant, they're actually made with wholesome ingredients. That's real food, no processed chemicals and things like that. So we're going to take a break. And when we return, I have six benefits of having the surgery. And I would like to get Nicole's opinion on each of those. OK, we'll be right back. Hey, guys, I want to take a moment to tell you about Thrive Market. It's an online service that will deliver straight to your door nutrition based on your dietary needs. So if you are keto, they have keto type snacks. If you like Whole30, they have Whole30 approved salad dressings and ketchups and things of that nature. Being that I try to keep my nutrition real, if I go to the supermarket and look for a salad dressing, it's going to have all sorts of ingredients that I can't pronounce as well as sugar, high fructose corn syrup, soy as the main ingredients. You can avoid that by making a salad dressing yourself. However, that can get a little boring. But Primal Kitchen, which is one of Thrive Market's foods, they have some of the most amazing, delicious salad dressings made with organic avocado oils and nice natural herbs and spices into these salad dressings. You can get Thousand Island salad dressing. What I love is the ketchup. The ketchup is so delicious. I actually take it out to restaurants with me because it doesn't have all that stuff that I mentioned, like the high fructose corn syrup and things like that. So if you're ready to take your health to the next level and you want good, wholesome snacks and dressings for your foods, order from Thrive. In the description, I will leave a link to Thrive and you'll get $25 off your first purchase. All right, welcome back. As promised, we're going to go over six benefits to having the surgery for those that's considering it. And I wanted to ask Nicole Rowe her opinions on these last week, but got sidetracked and forgot. So it's perfect because we're going to ask Nicole Parker her opinion on this. So number one benefit that it helps with long term remission of type two diabetes. Your thoughts? Uh, Well, I never had diabetes, but I was told when I was heavy by my doctor that I was definitely I would get it. He asked me, will you take a pill for the rest of your life if it will offset diabetes? And I said, yeah. So that was one of the times that I went on to a weight loss journey, which didn't stick. But um, I had an uncle that actually died from diabetes. He actually had a pancreas 
transplant, um, a liver transplant, and he's still years later, you know, passed. So I believe that's a huge reason to get the surgery in itself. Well, let me let me uh, stop you for a second. Would you be okay with taking a pill pill for the rest of your life if if you didn't have to, you know, if it puts off diabetes? So they were willing to give you a pill, but we can. The best way to predict the future is to create it. Like instead of taking a pill, do what you're doing now to to. And I'm and I'm not just talking about the surgery because there's some people out there listening that may not still want to have the surgery. This isn't this isn't a show that's pushing people to have surgery. But what I'm saying is you could eat the right foods and lose the weight and exercise well, instead of having to take a pill. That's what he was saying. He was like he was telling me I needed to lose weight. Okay. And I guess that was like, or would you take you know would you want to take a pill the rest of your life? You know that would keep you from getting the insulin diabetes part you know where you got to take shots and stuff but yeah the reality of it is you don't need to have surgery you know but for someone like me that had so much to lose at the point when i did it was the best option for me i got you uh number two benefit is improved cardiovascular health yeah to me that's really a no-brainer i mean um if you deal with some of the issues from weight then you know I highly recommend it. You know, I was fortunate not to have a lot of these sicknesses or conditions, but that doesn't mean in the near future I wouldn't have had them. So some people ask me, you know, if you had to do it all again, would you do it? My answer is yes. I I, I don't hesitate to say that because, you know, that could have been the saving of the rest of my life. You know, for me, you know, if you're at a certain point where you just don't know what to do and you just need help, to me, that was the thing that got me just the help I needed. Number three, relief from depression. Oh, yeah. Um, Being heavy definitely makes you depressed. You know, you don't have energy. You're tired. You know, you don't feel comfortable in your own skin. You're trying to cover up with clothes. And, you know, I deal with bipolar depression. At the time when I had the surgery, I didn't know that I had bipolar. I thought I just dealt with regular depression on and off, which is the situation for a lot of overweight or obese people, which I was considered obese. So how can you not be depressed when you don't even know how to love yourself because of all these issues? So yeah, that's, that's a huge thing. Number four, eliminate obstructive sleep apnea. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've seen sleep apnea firsthand. Um, because in the past you had it when we got married, you snored horribly and you wore a CPAP machine at night. So that's one of the many tests that you have to go through to get the surgery. And I was actually super surprised as I'm laying on the gurney and I'm getting ready. I'm in my, my hospital gown. You're sitting at the end of the bed and I'm getting ready to be rolled in for surgery. And I said, let me grab my chart because my sleep study was literally like two nights before I had the surgery. I had to rush to Philly and get it done. And I looked and it said that I was in the beginning stages of sleep apnea. And I couldn't believe that. So that was like, man, you know, okay, this is serious. I really got to do this. That's crazy. Um, Number five, uh, joint pain relief. Okay, well, like I said, you know, I I didn't have joint pain, so to say. Um, Back pain from, you know, weight, of course, you know, you're you're carrying around. I mean, you're you're carrying around extra 100 pounds or whatever. So... Who's not going to suffer from some type of joint pain if you're overweight or obese? Your, yeah. your body's holding on to all this extra stuff. Your joints is literally like breaking down from it. Absolutely. And um, I don't think you have a problem with this, but number six, it improves fertility. Yeah, uh, I did not have a problem with that, but it makes sense to me. If your body is not working properly and it's overcompensating in other areas because of excess weight, then the rest of your body is not going to function correctly. I've actually had clients that said that they need to lose weight in order to have a kid. Like yeah. the doctor would tell them that. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And but, you know, again, once again, what kind of life are you uh, designing? You know, and if that is one of your goals to have a, a beautiful child or two or 16, then <laughs> um, 16. <laughs> yeah. So then then therefore is this that, that family that doesn't stop having babies. Yeah. If you want to do that, then we got to we got to take our, our, our necessary steps to do that. So, listen, we've been married for, since 2006. In fact, really? 2000. Um, <laughs> in fact, Tuesday the 10th 
is our 14th year anniversary. No kidding. I love you so much. I'm serious. And thank you for allowing me to uh, pursue my passion of helping other people. Uh, you have been just as instrumental in helping these. Did you touch everybody else you interviewing? <laughs> you have been. You... Grab my knee like 15 times. Grab her knee. <laughs> <laughs> you have been just as instrumental in helping these individuals as I have because, again, you're behind the scenes and uh, allowing me to do this. So I thank you so much. You're welcome. No uh, problem. Um, since our program started in 2013, what story or stories from within our group inspires you the most? That's a tough one. And when I say say the most, I mean, you can feel free to mention several. It doesn't have to be the number one story. Yeah, I don't, I don't per se have a number one or number two or, you know, but, um, Let's see. You have uh, Miss Evelyn, of course. I always think of her, who's not with us anymore. But she was such a sweetheart. And she was 72, I believe. You know, had knee surgeries, back, breast cancer. She fought breast cancer, which eventually, you know, she she, um, succumbed to. But she was out there walking and walking. And she did the bridge that one year. And and she was just so determined. So who cannot be inspired by that? Um... Let me pause you. Let me let me pause you there, and I'm gonna and don't lose your thoughts because I would love to get another story from you as well. But do you remember the day Miss Evelyn was going to like throw me off the bridge if yep. I didn't let her? Yep. She's like, I gave your wife my keys. I am walking all the way to Ocean City now, guys. This is from Summers Point to Ocean City. Most people have to take a bus to get over there. Yep. The bridge is massive. She says, and I will always baby her. Um, I would say, Miss Evelyn, I can't leave you out on the bridge by yourself. I got to make sure all my people are back. And she's like, I'm going to make sure that I cover this whole distance. I gave your wife my keys to the car. She's going to come pick me up. You remember that day? Oh, yeah. I remember it very well. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. We were so proud of her. And you remember race day when uh, I, I came up to her and I said, you know, as I do, I finish my race. I come back and get people. And I'm like, Miss Evelyn, you're doing it. You, you know, breast cancer uh you know knee replacement she's like don't forget the screws in my back baby yep, <laughs> yeah yep. and, and her daughter was over there crying yep. you know yep. so that's inspiring in itself of course great times great times all right what, what else you got um sonia muhammad she used to run and here it is was years later and she got into the group in the, a couple years back you know and uh there she was running 5Ks again. Her son was there cheering her on, and that was very emotional. Um, I'll never forget that either. Um, she also deals with a daughter that has autism. So, you know, you did a run for that, which was really inspiring. And now you've got, you know, people in the group now that are just so inspiring. Like you said, Jamie, and you got Nicole and Kristen and that came in together, and people that are just, you know, coming in, bringing people in and... It's just inspiring to see all of them, you know, doing their thing. You know, Chris hated running, and now she just can't seem to stop. <laughs> you know, hey, like I said, more power to you. If you love it, you love it, you know. But it's just it's, it's inspiring to see all of, all of them out there doing their thing. I'll be honest with you. If we didn't have Shaylin, you'll be doing it too because you, you do want to come to the run group. It's just Shaylin, our 10-year-old, is like, oh, it's too hot. Oh, it's too cold. And you're like, man, I really wanted to come tonight. And one of the reasons why I would like to say is because of the run, walk, run. Uh, what are your thoughts on that process? Um, I think the run, walk, run is great. You know, it definitely takes the uh, pressure off of I got to do this. I got to do this straight. I got to do because, you know, that's just not me. And, you know, like you would say, well, what are you doing today? Whatever I, I do, you know, like I'm always off on my own. But I, I try to follow, you know, whatever, either the walkers or some of the runs. But it, it definitely has helped people because, you don't have to run it straight through to, to finish the race. And if that helps you, you're, you get through it better and you, you take time off your race doing that. So I think it's awesome. The first time I implemented it, I was just telling our new, uh, our new client today, um, Lisa with, with the uh, white hair today, she came out to the track, Nicole, and uh, her first thing that she said was, oh my goodness, the track seems daunting. It seems like intimidating. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'm supposed to do a mile today. I don't even think I'm going to do a quarter mile. I don't even think I'm going to make it one time around this lap. But guess what she did? She did using the system and everything like that. She actually did two miles today. 
Oh, that's awesome. That's I, really great. She could not stop smiling. I totally feel her because <laughs> we used to do those stupid miles in, in high school and they would say, run the straightaways, walk the curve, and I would do the total opposite and my best friend would be pulling me, trying to get me to run. And, you know, you had to do that at the end of the year as one of your tests and I would just go sit on the bleachers and suntan. I was just <laughs> Way back in the day, still rocking that sun, huh? So, so, um, and and Nicole mentioned I was telling uh, Lisa that the first time I implemented it, I actually took seven minutes off of my half marathon time. The only time I run a mile straight is when I'm taking my test. And at 45 and a half years old, I actually turned in a a six. 55 mile. I cannot, like, I still don't understand it, but I love it. So you take time off, off your races. What we're going to blitz through our last several questions here. What at the moment are your healthy habits? So tell those other mothers out there, what time you wake up in the morning to do these hit training workouts that you do? Oh, I have my alarm set for six and I admit I may hit the snooze a couple times, okay. but I get up and I start my workout in the morning. I try to be seven thirty or 6.30, I'm sorry, 6.45 at the latest because it's about 50 minutes right now to an hour. And then, you know, I do my HIT training, my interval training, whatever's called for for that day. And, uh, you know, then I get ready for my the rest of my day. What happens, what happens, you know, you have a son already. Now you're taking care of the grandkids two days a week. What happens once the day gets started if you didn't do the workout first thing in the morning? It's not happening. I already know myself. So once the day starts, if I don't, it starts my day. If I don't get it out of the way and done, then it's not going to happen. And I, I just have to do a first thing. Our, our podcast used to be called the Running, Intermittent Fasting, and Weight Loss Podcast. And so we, we like to ask our participants or our guests sometimes, do you practice intermittent fasting? Yes, I actually am. I um usually do about what is it 16 16 hours okay um i push it out to about 12 o'clock and if i get really hungry a little bit before that then i'll allow myself to eat but i try to push it out but um you know that's pretty much for me because hit training does take actually a lot out of you so absolutely it does tend to you need to replenish what's so you're doing a uh, a 16 8 they call that and earlier in this episode, you had said that one of the ways you were trying to lose weight was eat one meal a day. Um, what? And to be honest with you, there's some intermittent fasting protocols that calls for one meal a day. What's different now with your 16-8 compared to what you were trying before with the uh, one meal a day at that time? Well, I wasn't doing it right. It was just, okay, I'm not going to eat. And then yeah. I'm going to just eat one meal. And it was whatever I, you know, ate. Like it wasn't, it was grains and car, like, you know, sugars. It didn't matter what it was. I mm-hmm. was eating it. Mm-hmm. So now with intentional eating and mm-hmm. intermittent fasting is totally different. Yeah, that mindfulness, mindfulness. So um, that's interesting. This, this brings up a topic that I have seen in our accountability group. And that is um, just making sure that. If you are subscribing, to, because Jamie, as of late, has really like said, I'm throwing, I'm putting the scale away. I'm not going to focus on that. Um, I know what I what I need to do to feel a little bit better. I know where I have been cutting corners and cheating. So what she has decided to do was implement a shorter eating window. And so, but when she eats, it's with intention. She has all the protein on it. It's a nice size plate because you, especially as a runner, like you said, and sometimes I see some, uh, some of the members, they may post, uh, here's my one meal today and it's like a skimpy plate. We got to remember guys to eat the calories. Okay. So, you, you know, if your body needs 1500 calories for the day, plus you ran and burnt five, 500 calories, that's a 200, a 2000 calorie that not, not necessarily, I don't count calories. I, that's not something that I do, but when I sit down, I make sure I eat enough food that's going to, to last me. All right. Make sure I'm still getting my nutrients by means of having my pa- balanced plate of protein and our greens with my salad or cooked vegetables. And I still get it in. So thank you for sharing that as well. Uh, how, I always ask all of our uh, clients or podcast guests, how, how, do, how does you, let me see, I'm sorry, let me get this right. How do you feel, 
How does your family feel about you adopting this new lifestyle? Uh, well, uh, I mean, because it's working for me, I mean, of course, they're supportive of it, you know, but like I said, our, our older children don't live with us anymore. So, you know, they got their own lives. They're just you're like, oh, OK, well, that's great. You know, so our- so so basically I should be turning that, that question around on myself. How do I feel since seeing you take this act like this new lifestyle? And let me tell you all how I feel about it. This girl used to wa- watch Law and Order, eat Cheez-Its. And string, 16, 16 string cheeses, some some candy. What? I'm going a little overboard. Are you talking about me or Shaylin? But, Nicole, be honest. You used to eat some snacks. At the, you, used to, <laughs> you used to get your snacks in at night while you're watching TV. And how hard was it? How hard was it to wake up in the morning after having that sugar at night and those grains at nighttime? Wasn't it harder to wake up? Yeah. And if I go off and I do something like that, I could feel it. So, yeah, that was definitely, you know, I don't I I don't do that anymore. So I I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I I get my little notification on my watch that you worked out today. I already know that's going to set you off for a better mood, uh, a high energy morning because you got your work at it. Now, before we let you go. Listen, I also ask people about um, what is some some new goals that you have to look forward to in the future. You told me not to ask you this because you're not training for an event like we might be. But what what are some goals that you have? I just want to lose that extra, you know, weight that I put on and uh, get back to when I felt my best. So that's the journey I'm on right now. That's really all my real goal as far as health and nutrition, you know, to be the healthiest like I felt then. Summertime's coming. And what are you looking forward to? <laughs> the beach. That's my happy place. I love the beach. So we created a beautiful, beautiful place that makes me very happy. So we look forward to that. We were cheering you on. We thank you so much again for taking your time out. Um, being on the show this week. Thank you for taking the time out for allowing me to do these interviews across the New Jersey here. Um, <laughs> before we let you go, what is one parting piece of advice that you have to give to any listener that is thinking about having the surgery, who, who may have had the surgery and need to have the right mindset to continue on because the surgery is just the beginning? What do you have to say to them? Well... You know, there's no time like the present. You know, you can think about it. Well, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. You know, well, you know, there's always tomorrow or Monday. You know, you got to start now. You have to, you have to, what is, what is your goal? What is your, you know, why are you, why are you even thinking about having a surgery or, you know, getting healthier? You got to really just take that serious and then actually just do it. You know, you always talk about that five, four, three, two, one and just do it same concept you know when I got it in my mind that this is what I needed to do and you know how I am if I get something in my mind and I really want it then I'm not going to stop till I get it oh boy do I know yep two Rottweilers later yep and a house coming (laughs) (laughs) so so uh that that's a great point that she just made guys um for those that's that's wondering what is this five four three two one that i talk about you can go to the keep calm and run to you can go to the run to the best you page look up the morning motivation read list and pick up a copy of the book the five second rule mel robbins really describes how every we have thousands of decisions to make every single day and it's the, the decisions that we choose not to make that holds us back from getting healthier from getting that promotion at the job from asking that girl to go out on a date and then eventually marry us and like the list goes on and on and on and so five four three two one let's go Sign up to one of our programs. Visit the runtothebestyou.com website to take us up on a seven-day challenge. I appreciate you guys. Have a great week.